welcome to yet another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. How are you? Good, Wendy. How are you doing? Oh, I am perfect as always. What are you talking about? Another day in paradise. (laughs) (laughs) And today's topic, we're going to be talking about training through shoulder injuries. When should you train? When should you not? And how can you help reduce any kind of discomfort that you have in that one particular area? Hopefully after today, we're going to give you some helpful tips and hints of what you can do to make a difference, to feel better, move better, perform better, and just be better all, all in all. All in one. All in one. That yeah. simple. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a, this is, a, you know, this one is actually really, it's close to home because, you know, when, when I was in high school and college and actually, actually up through today, I have been a thrower, right? You know, playing, playing some baseball. Uh, I wrestled, played football. So I did, I did a little bit of everything. But one of the things that I think prevented me from, you know, reaching the highest of high levels was my shoulder. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, having that neck, you know, having that neck and shoulder issue and, you know, it, it would prevent me or keep me from actually finishing a season. You know what I mean? Or maybe having to sit on the bench and, and not actually participate. And this, unfortunately, you know, started in, in high school, but, you know, through college, through, inter, you know, playing intramural sports. And then, of course, as an adult playing, you know, adult, you know, in my dad's softball league, it's one of those things where, you know, throwing things, uh, when, you know, it haunts me every now and then. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just something that I hope that other people, no matter what the age, that if you can find some resolution on how to address these issues, like, you know, with the tips that we're going to talk about today, you know, hopefully, hopefully you'll come out better for it when it comes to how the shoulder, how the shoulder can be addressed when it comes to working with, yeah, it's my little, <laughs> little shimmy, I my like little it. dance move tonight, <laughs> today. Those of you guys that can't see Ken, he's actually shimming out the side. So, um, but to your point, I, with, with my background as well, I actually, you know, I had some, some injuries growing up, you know, based on some of the stuff that I did, but I also, you know, started working a lot with professional baseball players and looking at some of these injuries and looking at and listening to some of the stories of how they, you know, came to see us because they obviously were in physical therapy or rehab. Unfortunately, it was due to a lot of things that in my opinion could have been prevented. And so one of the, the main things we wanted to talk about was, if you're starting to feel certain things or you're doing certain things, we can help you try to prevent really having to go in through surgery or something along those lines that are that extreme, because if you, if you see it and you start to feel it right away and there are are certain things that you try, then maybe you can reduce that. And it can, one of the reasons I think that this really popped up was I actually had a client call me over the weekend and he's like, you know, don't be mad at me. I'm like, okay. You know, I love that. Don't be mad at me. I'm like, yeah, what yeah. did you do? What did you do? That was my yeah. response. And he's like, you know, I went to a hit class and I, um, you know, <laughs> I, I literally went from work straight to this workout. There was some chick that he liked that was taking this class and he did a lot of pushing, like a bunch of pushups. He did a lot of pull-ups and yeah. he, you know, he actually, he said, I, I can't move my shoulder and I'm scared that I messed right. up my rotator cuff and I've got a lot of pain in here. And so I said, okay. And over the phone asked him to do certain moves. Can you lift your arm up with your thumb down? And is there pain? No. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. So that kind of rules out one thing. Maybe it's not a tear in the rotator cuff. 
And then like, can you do this? Can you do that? So I was just asking some basic questions and I gave him a corrective exercise program over the phone for him to try. And then of course he scheduled with me that following Monday so I could do some manual therapy. And he came in on Monday morning and he's like, whatever you told me to do, I feel amazing. The pain is gone. And it literally triggered like, well, why aren't we spreading this information to everyone? Because if it was that simple for him to do, he called me right away because he started to feel discomfort. Then, um, you know, it's maybe something that hopefully our listeners can uh, find helpful. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think one of the things that we got to kind of put out onto the table right off the bat is that we are not we're not telling you to stay away from the doctor. We're not telling you to avoid um, seeking, you know, um, guidance from people of higher position when it comes to the allied medical field. But what one of the things that we're trying to address during this recording um, for training through uh, shoulder injuries uh, is that there are some things that you can do at home. There are there are techniques and strategies that can be implemented to help reduce um, tension, discomfort. And, you know, we, we can't help but sometimes bring up the word pain because that's what comes to people's minds. But if there are things that are lingering, things that are progressively getting worse, and, you know, there, you've tried doing some, some of the things that you might have done in the past to reduce tension in the shoulder area, then definitely go get um, go get things checked out because you know from from my perspective and your perspective, Wendy, we are not medical professionals. We are not in a position to diagnose. We can identify movement dysfunction. We can understand when when you're compensating and your body's just trying to find ways to move without kind of poking the bear when it comes to what it takes to to uh, make you feel uncomfortable and, and pain. So we are saying. You know, if if there are strategies that you can do to help reduce pain and tension, perfect, do it. But if there are things that are happening to you on the day to day that just aren't resolving themselves, then definitely, or they're getting worse on their own, definitely go go seek guidance and go get it checked out. Well, and as we were going through looking at some of this data, I thought one one statistic that popped out was it was reported the annual incidence of shoulder pain in primary care is. 14.7 per 1,000 patients per year, yeah. which yeah. is really scary. And when you think of it in a lifetime, it's up to 70%. And if you think about the, the shoulder itself, it's a ball and socket joint. So basically you've got your, your humerus, which is the bone that's, you know, your upper arm bone. And then you've got this shoulder capsule and this bone sits very shallow in that ball and socket. And so there's a lot of rotator cuff muscles that go through that little um, shoulder capsule itself. You've got your bicep tendon and there's, there's just a lot going on. And so if you have one muscle that's cranky and pulling your shoulder in a forward position or pulling it out of proper alignment, then there is going to be discomfort. And so hopefully with some of these strategies, we can reduce some of these statistics that we're seeing because it's getting unfortunately worse and we're seeing it more and more in younger individuals, mainly because of the repetitive movements that we're seeing. And I don't know about you, Ken, but I, you know, my kid's now playing baseball and they've got him playing mm -hmm. baseball four days a week Four, he's five guys, yeah. he's five and he's already yeah. playing baseball four days a week. And it's, they start them young and they work on mechanics, but they're not teaching them how to throw 
like a certain way with proper mechanics. Yeah. They're just trying to get them to throw to get it to a certain distance because that's all they care about at this at this age. Yeah. And again, we're talking about training through shoulder injuries uh, with Wendy Batson and myself, Ken Miller. Yeah. And my kids, they're, you know, they're swimming and they're playing water polo and my son plays baseball. So, you know, everything that you're talking about, um, they're going through as well. I mean, it's in a different medium, right? They're in the water. But when you're doing freestyle or in backstroke, you know, your arms are relatively overhead. So those are things that I know that, um, you know, my, my, my kids are a little older than, than, than yours. But, you know, going over exercises that help preserve that integrity. So, I mean, you explained it beautifully when you, when you reviewed the anatomy of the shoulder. So when you talk about a ball and socket, you know, with the shoulder, it's, it's kind of more like a golf ball and tee, right? Where the, where the upper arm bone is just sitting in that, in that shoulder capsule. But with all that degrees, with all the degrees of freedom that you have with how that shoulder is structured, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, blessing and a curse right a curse blessing because you can do so many things with the shoulder but it's a curse because with all that mobility there is a high level or high need for stability right you need to be stable or be able to control that shoulder joint so when you lose posture when you are when you you know like our producer eric keeps telling me ken you got to sit up straight so if i if i'm flexed over Right, which a lot of people do because of the computer, reading, driving, just you just forget what your your mom keeps telling you every day. It's like sit up straight, gotta get, get your head up. Right. If you don't do that, then that puts the, the shoulder in a in a precarious position because now you're in a bad position, especially when you slouch, you're in a bad position all day long. And now you're throwing, now you're throwing a baseball, now you're swimming and or you know playing volleyball now you're overhead now you have a bad start because you're slouching and now you have a bad end with dynamic and a powerful movement like hitting a volleyball uh swimming or, or even throwing throwing a baseball or even golfers again a lot of people don't realize that golf is an overhead sport so again we're just trying to explain a little bit of anatomy to kind of lay the groundwork for why the shoulder isn't such a you know, in a position to where it, you know, why it gets hurt so often and why these issues persist. Because again, the shoulder is one of those areas that just doesn't rest. If I have to pick up, um, you know, if I'm putting dishes away, I have to lean over, pick it up and then put it into the cupboard. So I'm reaching down and away and then pressing up and away the other direction. So you, you gotta, you gotta realize that the shoulder doesn't really get a whole lot of rest. Right. It doesn't, but when you do that, it reminds me of the staying alive, like the down and up. You just gotta have some head motions in there. And that's and, and that, that that's is what's on my that's what's on my headphones when I'm doing yeah. dishes. I'm sure. My, my kids and you're always doing dishes. For those of you guys who don't know, like I said, I talk to Ken all the time. Every time I talk to him, I'm like, what are you doing? He's that's doing the only dishes. time I have. So. That's, when I, that's when I have time to return calls is when I'm walking the dog or doing dishes. Yes, yes. But to your to your point, for those of you guys that are listening to us, think about this. If you round your shoulders forward, some of us live in this position. And if you're not sure if you live in that position, if you are to look down at yourself right now and you see these wrinkles in your armpit on your shirt, then you're probably in a very rounded position. Or if you can actually turn your head to the side and see your shoulder pretty much in its full capacity, you're probably guilty of having forward shoulders. And so with that, if you over-exaggerate, which means even with compensation, you're exaggerating, 
And then I tell you to straighten your arms and lift your arms overhead, making sure that you keep that roundness in your shoulders. You're going to see that you can't do it or you can't do it without pain or all of a sudden your range of motion stops. And so if you live in this position, however, you're still playing these sports that we're talking about, then you can think about the wear and tear that's not not ideal. And so that's one of the things that you can, you know, you can try to look at yourself. Okay, I'm not an ideal position. I can't raise my hands like she's telling me to do. So here's the big question, Ken. What do you do about that? <laughs> yeah, sit up straight. Right. Right. That's a <laughs> sit up straight, bring your bring your neck back. Yeah. Take your chest out, shoulders back. That's right. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's funny because I feel like a parent when I'm training my clients, I feel like a parent. I'm like, hey, you know, I feel like I'm talking to my kids, sit up straight, sit up straight, stand up straight. You know, when you, when you pick up that dumbbell, when you pick up that bar, get up straight. So it, it winds up being a, one of those things you have to, you have to build up that awareness. So when we are working on posture, again, what we just talked about, if you're too flexed over, and we're not even talking about the shoulder at this point, we're talking about the spine. So when your spine is flexed over, you are going to decrease your ability to rotate is going to go down. Right. But also it puts your shoulder blade in a bad position. So um, however many times a day I can cue my client to think about their posture, like anytime you look at your watch, um, adjust your car seat to your car seat, like they're in a booster seat or something. <laughs> if you're if you're driving, right, you're going to set up your, your, your driver's seat to where you're upright or you're adjusting your mirror that you can use it when you're when you're when you're actually sitting up tall in your seat. Um, so little, I mean, there's a million of them out there, whatever it takes for you to remember to sit up straight, because if you can get that extension through, and if you're, if you're listening to us on this podcast, if, if you're sitting up straight, so you get your chest up, right. And that will get your shoulder, put your shoulders in a more, uh, a back position. So it's more, not as tilted up and forward. It's actually down and back um, towards the back side of the rib cage. That's enough to give your shoulder a little bit of clearance, Clarence, when it comes to bringing up your uh, your arms up overhead. And those of you guys that are joining us, we're talking about training through shoulder injuries and what hopefully you can do to try to work on some of this discomfort yourself while at home or with a trainer. And that's a good, that's, you know, some of those tips that you just discussed about being in your car. You know, one thing that I noticed in the vehicle that, that I have is I noticed that when I bought it, the headrest actually pushed my head forward. And you have to think about this. If your head's in a forward position, you're probably going to slunch over and you're going to put yourself in that forward position that you just discussed with your, you know, your, your spine somewhat flexed. So what I did was I took that shoulder, that headrest, I turned it backwards so now it's actually going the other direction. But if I get in a car wreck or anything, my head is still going to be supported because I have a headrest. And so what I try to do when I'm driving and I'm driving straight, I try to keep my head up against that, that headrest. So it, it is going to help me try to elongate myself while I'm driving. And it's I'm working on my posture when nobody can even see me. So there you have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but, uh, yeah. The, and the, the other part of it is, you know, just look again, whatever it takes. And, and one one easy thing to do is just look at your ergonomics of your you know, of your desk or your computer. If you're if you're in a computer based um, occupation, you know, just watching your setup 
um, how your computer is oriented to you or you how you're oriented to your computer. You know, those, those, those are some of the things that kind of cue you to, you know, be in a better position. So how how high your screen is, where your keyboard, if you're not using a laptop, where your keyboard is oriented to your arms and more importantly, your wrist and your forearm position. You know, those are things um, that can help you as far as, you know, putting you in a better position or just reminding you of what position you should be in, especially if you're going to be in the same position for an hour. Yes. Or more. And- and it brings it brings us back to you know my client. So he calls me. I tell him, okay, this is what I want you to try. So for those of you guys that know that you're going to be active over the weekend, and you are going to play something like golf, or you are going to do an extreme workout that's going to, you know, force you to do a lot of pushing activities. One of the easiest things that you can do is purchase or use. A lot of people have it; they just don't use it. Their foam roller. And to, to the, the issues that we were talking about, one of the major culprits of causing some of that impingement or rounded shoulders is when your pecs, meaning your chest muscles are really tight or your lats are also really tight. And people often forget about the lats, but the lats are this huge muscle in your back and it starts from your lower back. It comes basically up through your spine to the middle of your rib cage. And then it kind of comes underneath your armpit and attaches to the front of your shoulder. So when you are, you know, you've got rounded shoulders or you feel like you can't, like you just don't have a lot of extensibility, bringing your shoulders back makes you have a bigger arch in your lower back. That lat is probably really tight as well. And so if you can take your foam roller and you can put it underneath your armpit and you can roll, just just think about where your shoulder blade would end and your arm is totally straight to your side. So you're laying on your side, you place the the roller Um, perpendicular to you and you roll from the bottom of your shoulder blade up into the top of your armpit and you kind of go forward to get a little bit of the pec and then you kind of lean back a little bit to get one of those muscles called the teres major if you find anything tender anything just stop and marinate until that pain like decreases or goes away and just that alone you know hits some of the primary areas that are causing that shoulder to be really forward into that shoulder capsule and you may spend anywhere from two to five minutes just rolling that area. But then if you take that roller and you lay on it, like you're going to do a sit up and you have it again, perpendicular to your back and you lift up your hips a little bit and roll just from the top of your shoulder blades to the back and you open up your arms. It feels so good. Sometimes people get a self adjustment and you're working on getting a little bit of that mobility back into that, that thoracic spine, which is the only part of your spine that should be mobile. And if you're if, if it's really overactive, like those muscles in the front are pulling your shoulders forward and those muscles in the back are lengthened and just tired, then you're going to start getting mobility from your neck and your lower back. And that increases some of the discomfort that people feel in their neck and their lower back. So try that because it feels amazing and it can really help open you up in, in your chest as well as get some movement in that middle of your back. Yeah. And that's and that's always a starter for my conversations Mm -hmm. when it comes to alleviating tension in the shoulder, because you can't, you know, you can do all you want with the shoulder, but unless the, you can access the extension and that mobility through the thoracic spine, like you mentioned, Wendy, that shoulder is going to still keep working hard, right? It's, you just keep loading it and loading it and loading it with work because there is no relief because, you know, if the thoracic spine, you know, the upper part of your spine is supposed to have all that mobility that you mentioned, then that's where you're supposed to create 
and access movement from. But if, if it's not, if, it, if you're trying to work out and you're trying to move a little bit, but if I can't access that part of my spine, then that shoulder is always going to work, 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 and work even more. So those, those muscles that you mentioned, Wendy, the teres major, the lats, and, you know, laying on there and getting that extension, those are some of the, you know, that alone can be enough to alleviate. Mm -hmm. And again, when we talk about alleviating tension and, and decreasing pain and tenderness or, you know, whatever's happening at the shoulder, if, for some people, if, 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 if it doesn't increase throughout the day, that's a win. But if you could even take 25, 50% of the stress off of that area, I mean, that's a difference between someone getting a good night's sleep and not. Yes. And, you know, and, and ideally after you roll those muscles, if you can just do a static stretch, so stretch those same areas. So the front of your, your pec, how do you do that? Put yourself in the middle of your doorway, put your arm up at a 90 degree angle and just slightly walk forward until you feel a good stretch in the front part of your chest. Hold that for 20 to 30 seconds and 20 to 30 seconds out is a long time. So like put it on your timer, watch your watch, whatever, but try to get a good stretch and you can move your elbow up and down because there's different fibers of your pecs. Um, that, you know, that you can target by just moving your arm a little bit, but really opening that part up is going to help you. And then if you do a really good lat stretch after you foam rolled, you're going to get a, like you said, a little more extensibility, little bit makes a big difference, especially when we're talking about that shoulder. And those are two things you can easily do. It costs you nothing other than to own a roller. So whatever type of roller you feel is beneficial and you know that to me is like step one and two mm -hmm. and if and then as soon as you do that and ken i know you're going to talk about this you got to think about the other side because you can stretch and stretch and stretch all of these muscles that are super tight and overactive but if you don't really focus on then trying to get the other muscles that were weakened and allowed that that forwardness of your shoulder if you can't get those muscles to fire then it's going to eventually go right back and you're going to be playing that same game over and over so just doing things such as like an easy row and you don't, even if you don't have tubing, grab a towel, put it around something that's stable and try to push your shoulder blades down and yeah. back and hold that for two to three seconds and then relax. And then try to just do something as simple as that. It doesn't require any equipment and it can make a huge, huge difference in what's happening at the shoulder and the integrity of that shoulder capsule. And it can help decrease some of that discomfort that you're feeling. Yeah. And we're listening to uh, Wendy Batts here talking about training through shoulder injuries. And, and we've just talked about the importance of establishing flexibility and range of motion. And yeah, strengthening is a big part of it because one of the things that we're not talking about, and again, for some people it may matter or may not, but we are talking about coordination, right? And it just takes one piece of the puzzle to be missing to, to mess with that timing and coordination of how the, of how the shoulder uh, complex moves. When I say shoulder complex, I am talking about how the scapula moves or the shoulder blade moves on the rib cage, as well as the shoulder complex or the glenohumeral joint basically is where our upper arm connects into the rib cage. So if, if you have the tightness along with weakness, timing and coordination is going to be off. So again, uh, static stretching along with the, the foam rolling techniques, but now to pile on there, the strengthening and giving the brain something to use to help control and stabilize that, that general area. That's what it's going to take to give, give the area some integrity. Again, mobility is one thing, but 
the ability to control that that flexibility and that range of motion is another it's a, it's another game altogether so that's why we want to layer um, these strategies first with range of motion and then with some kind of strengthening component so yeah using a towel using you know just even just a static just pulling and to, even though you're not actually changing the um, the position of the joint by pulling from one position to the next just creating tension through the through the area between the shoulder blades and in the and the backside of the shoulders that's often enough you know using isometrics ca that can help create tension and and upregulate and turn these muscles on that have been actually probably doing minimal work um, you know overall and that's what's caused you the pain and discomfort Yes. And that's a big one. And, you know, we got to have rhythm. There's scapulothoracic rhythm. And so we always talk about that. That's that's in the, mm -hmm. the training world. For those of you guys that have no anatomy background, all that means is we're just trying, like Ken said, trying to get things to work together the way that it's supposed to and keep those shoulder blades in line laying flat on the rib cage. But there's also something called the scapular plane of motion. And so as you're going through and you're working through getting better, um, you know, better length in those tight areas, trying to activate some of those other areas, if you're still struggling trying to do overhead movements, but you need to like start building some strength, you wanna use lighter weights because again, these are stabilizers. They're not these huge muscles like your quadriceps. It's a complex. There's a lot of muscles that are doing stuff. Your glutes, there's more than one muscle that makes up the glutes really that, you know, to perform some of this, these um, motions when we're talking about um, doing stuff with the hips. So when you're thinking about the shoulders, think about how small those muscles are. And so there's no need to lift these like tremendous amount of super heavy weights overhead because that can actually cause more discomfort. Start with the lighter weights. And then instead of going straight up and down, so instead of keeping your elbows straight and lifting your arms overhead with these weights, try making something like a V. So you're not forward and you're not out to the side, but you kind of go 45 degrees. And if you can do that, then what it does is it shifts like the bone in your upper arm, kind of shifts those little notches out a little bit and gives you more range of motion. So you can start working on building strength overhead without causing impingement in your rotator cuff. So one of those things, you know, that you can easily do with lighter weights, it can be cans of soup, it can just be your body weight, it, anything that you can do to try to get your shoulder blades to play nicely and really try to get yourself down and back at, at like, thinking about the muscles um, in, in the shoulder blades going down and back into your back pockets, anything to try to get those motions to occur with reducing any kind of discomfort, it's a win. Now, if you keep feeling pain and your discomfort and you feel like none of this has helped, then to Ken's point earlier in this, this podcast, you really probably should see someone for help just to ensure that there's not some micro tear or something going on with the labrum or any of the rotator cuff muscles. Right. And, you know, and I like doing those, you know, those scaptions again, getting in that more of that 45 degree um, from the side of the body or maybe 45 degrees from the front of the body. Because you'll, you'll have a lot of people that have been working out. They've been avid exercisers, but they're doing maybe a front raise and they'll do it with uh, the palms down and the knuckles up or they'll do a lateral raise to the side. But one of the things that they neglected is that little bit of range of motion, you know, from that more of that diagonal 45 degree position and that's where you know I've, I've seen a lot of really big guys you know that have you know the cannonball shoulders that <laughs> they go into that 
they go into that plane of motion that you talked about, Wendy, as you described it. And that is tough. That is hard for them. And, you know, a lot of guys with, with egos that are like, you know, I'm just going to stick with this other because I can, I can lift up 25 pound dumbbells on the side, but I can barely do 10 in this range of motion that you're telling me to do. So sometimes it's a matter of letting go of the ego for somebody to incorporate a different or a new exercise. And, you know, but here's the thing, sometimes you just got to, you know, suck it up and do something that you're not so good at because that's, what's going to help build integrity um, through that shoulder complex that we're talking about. So going through that scapular plane winds up being one of the easier tricks that you can, you can use within your workout to, to give you the stability that you need through the shoulder complex. But also it's a chance to, to, to get away from an overuse pattern. So there's a couple, couple benefits. One, you're going to work on some definite weak muscles when you go through that scapular plane, but two, it gets you away from something that you probably already doing too much of and doing too much of anything is a bad thing. And that could be what's causing or contributing to what could be an overuse injury, which is why a lot of people do have shoulder issues. Yes. And another, another tip, if you guys are going to work on your shoulders and you're doing forward raises or lateral raises, so let, you know, raises out to the side, or you're even going to try this making a V, um, do it with your thumbs up. Because think about if, if you straighten your arms right now, and I tell already, I said, you know, round yourself forward. So if you bring your shoulders in a forward position and then you try to lift overhead, it's not, it doesn't feel very good. But if you do that and then put your thumbs down, then you're increasing that roundness of the shoulders. And then you're trying to lift heavy weights. That is not, a, that's not something that your shoulder can easily recover from, especially when you start adding tempo and you're just throwing the weights up. So one thing I suggest show or do thumbs up. So think about Fonzie, you know, those of you guys that are old like me know who Fonzie is, those youngsters out there, you should, you should maybe take some time to, to watch some of these old shows. Cause I learned a lot as a kid. Um, but if you do the thumbs up and you lift, it's actually going to be better for your shoulder capsule and you're going to get a lot more out of your workout and you're putting your shoulder in a safer position. Um, so something, just another little thing, like another tweak that you can do if you've been doing thumbs down, just don't do that. Try to do thumbs up and see if it makes it, a, you know, more of an impact on what you're doing. And I think that's, that's a big one too, that oftentimes we forget to, uh, to talk about. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're starting to kind of broach on the topic of just evaluating your, <laughs> your workout routine overall. Cause if, if you're doing a front raise or a side raise, and you've probably been doing that for years now, right? Especially if you saw it in one of those bodybuilding magazines and you saw that guy with the cannonball shoulders and that's what you want. So that's what you, you feel like you got to do. Um, you know, what I see is that you have guys that are, have been doing the same workout routine since high school or college. So getting away from repetitive motions that are taking away from true strength gains, um, whether, you know, well, gains in general, whether we're talking about strength gains, performance gains, or even, you know, body composition gains. So looking at your routine overall, and, you know, you combine that with the techniques and the little tweaks that we're talking about, like with what, what, what you just said, Wendy, go with the with thumbs up, but now you start looking at, okay, if I take an exercise, but just perform it really slow and with good posture, now we're going to start to work on those muscles that, you know, we, we kind of brought up earlier with the rotator cuff. And those are the muscles that are really responsible for 
dynamically keeping the shoulder in the positions that they were meant to be in when you're either, you know, doing ballistic or, or, or strength-based movements. But just by slowing down your tempo, you're going you're gonna to stimulate a certain set of muscles who, whose job is to stabilize and control. And because they've been out of the picture, because you've been doing so much for strength and power, anything fast, anything heavy, that you've neglected those those muscles that are that are meant to work under slow and long time under tension so i know in the in the gym uh doing things over 15 reps uh is one of those things you never really see but one way you can really one thing you could really do to help preserve the shoulder complex is by going really slow and and giving those muscles an opportunity to do their thing and a lot of people don't realize for them to really get the work that they need and deserve is to give them a lot of reps and to go really slow with control and with that good posture that we just talked about. Yes. And those of you guys that are joining us, Ken Miller and myself are talking about training through shoulder injuries or discomfort. I'd rather say that because hopefully we mm -hmm. don't have any major injuries yet. But uh, one other one other uh, point I want to make, because, I mean, again, we could probably talk about shoulder all day is, yeah. you know, when you think about your roundedness of your shoulders, then, you know, your pecs are probably in a tight, you know, overactive positions. That's what's kind of pulling yourself into that forwardness. But just think that if a muscle is overactive, it's still weak. And if a muscle is underactive, meaning those muscles in the back, those are going to be even weaker because they're in a lengthened weak position. So if you notice in yourself or you're starting to feel something about the shoulder, I, I'm not telling you not to work your pecs because I know if you're a guy, Monday is National Chest Day. You got to go in there and lift. But for all you know, the pec work that you do, try to double it up on the back to see if you can also start working on maybe some ratios to try to counterbalance what's allowing you know, and causing those compensations because it really will also help the integrity of your shoulder long term. Yep. We are talking about yep. balance, balance, balance. We need good balance just as much as you move forward. You've got to move backward, bring right? it back. And that's what, yeah, just <laughs> symmetry. So symmetry isn't just a left or right thing. It could also be a front to back thing up or down. You know, we, the body loves symmetry, right? But uh, yeah, and then that's, you know, one of the things that uh, does contribute to, you know, why we get in trouble is because we do too much of one thing and that's what's contributed to that, to that muscle imbalance. So, you know, when it comes to the shoulder, there's, I mean, there's a lot to think of, but just know that if you're listening to us here at Random Fit on uh, training through shoulder injury, that, you know, there are things that you can do to help alleviate you know, stress and tension, but the, one of the worst things you can do is that old adage, you just gotta, you just gotta work, you know, work through the pain, right? No pain, no gain, but that's, that's one of the worst things you can do. That's what's probably contributing to why people are just experiencing recurring shoulder injuries as, as we go, as we go through our life. And that's, that's not what we want. We want you to identify the issue, find some things that can help you know, alleviate some of that stress tension. And if you find a, uh, an equation that works for you, revisit it until it doesn't work again. And then either seek the help of a personal trainer who's qualified to work with, you know, work with workouts that help strengthen the, the area or seek medical professional help and, and make sure that it's not something more than that. Yes. 
Well, this was fun. <laughs> I love it. I, love it. I, I mean, know. it's always good because it reminds me, it's like, yeah, you know what? I should do a shoulder stability day today. There you go. So, yeah. But uh, fun as always, Wendy. Thanks for your insight. And I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and know-how and, and your experience when it comes to this because you've got a ton of experience with that. <laughs> So again, for, for all of you that are listening to us here on the Random Fit Podcast, just finishing up this episode on training through injury, we hope you got some nuggets out of it. And, and again, please uh, you know, try some things, get familiar with some of the exercises that we brought up. And if you have any anything that you want to ask us, just reach out to us here at uh, Random Fit. But until next time, you know, we hope you go back in our library and look at some of our older episodes when we talk about exercise and movement, things we can do to be better movers. So please like, follow, subscribe. And until next time, take care and be well.